0: Hi, I'm Neha Gandhi, CEO of Girlboss, and you're listening to Mentor Memos. I'm someone who has benefited from so much incredible mentorship over the years. I am so grateful to be able to have these conversations with you because at Girlboss, we're looking to facilitate conversation around this notion of success and what it means to each of us. And that's why I'm particularly thrilled that this podcast was made possible by our friends at Tresemme. We always love partnering with brands that share our vision of giving women the tools and resources that they need to advance in life. Like us, Tresemme understands that the current system just wasn't built with women in mind. But we can all move forward if we provide women with what they need to become the leaders of tomorrow. And today, we have an amazing conversation with two women who are absolute forces of nature. We're talking to Aisha Bowe, who is an aerospace engineer and entrepreneur who manages multi-million dollar defense contracts in her role as CEO and co-founder of STEM Board. Before all of that, Aisha worked at NASA's Ames Research Center, and it's there that she met Claire Luce, who's currently a NASA Ames intern and an aerospace engineering student at Cal Poly. Stay tuned to find out how Claire and Aisha connected and how they've claimed space in a field that's historically been dominated by men. Here's our conversation. Aisha Bow and Claire Luce, welcome to Mentor Memos. I'm so excited to have this pair here because they are completely different from any of the other mentor-mentee pairs that we have on the show Aisha Bo is an aerospace engineer and an entrepreneur managing multi-million dollar defense contracts and private sector technology clients. She is the CEO and founder of STEM Board and a former aerospace engineer at NASA's Ames Research Center. Aisha, tell us a little bit about the work you're doing now at STEM Board.
1: Absolutely. So when I left NASA, I wanted to find a way to be technically proficient as well as benefit society. And the company that we founded was rooted in both. And so, The staff at STEM Board, which is mainly engineers, work to support federal clients in the area of data analytics and cloud transformation, but we all get together and we develop STEM content. And so we spend time traveling around the country and providing STEM workshops to historically disadvantaged students, as well as those that are interested in the intersection between engineering and technology entrepreneurship.
0: And we have with you here Claire Luce, who is a mentee of yours that you have known for a handful of years now. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about Claire and what's so inspiring about her.
1: Claire's incredible. By far, one of um, my favorite memories of Claire and I is at NASA, I always would strive to go out into the community around the center. And... You get these speakers' requests, hey, can you go, can you fill it? And speakers' requests came across my desk that said, Hiller Aviation Museum, there's a girls in STEM day. And I said, that's me. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So I volunteered to go out to this, and there are all these girls, and it's great. They're getting free rides and small planes, and the whole focus was to try to encourage them to pursue a career in aerospace. And so I have my time, and I give my presentation, and after I'm done, this girl comes up to me, and she's young, and she's smart, and she just says to me very confidently, I want to be an aerospace engineer. And I looked at her, and I said, yes, well, here, I tell you what, here's my card, you call me. And I don't even know if it was a week later, but she reached out, and she, she said, hey, can I, can I come and visit the center? And Absolutely. I was so excited to see someone that wanted to pursue this field and from a young age just knew that they wanted to get involved I absolutely could not resist the opportunity to invite her in
0: Claire tell us a little bit about that first encounter from your perspective
2: yeah so at the time I was 13 years old and I went to this like women in aviation event and Aisha was speaking I think there was another speaker And I remember Aisha had, she talked about her internship and what she was doing at NASA Ames. And she had astronaut ice cream, which I thought was actually pretty cool. And I, so I was in middle school. And so I never really had a person in aerospace that I knew of. I knew like, I would like airplanes, but to see someone who was an aerospace engineer and working at NASA and 13 year olds know about NASA and you know about astronauts in space. So given the opportunity to come and I guess go to NASA was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to take her up on that and email her and call her and find out how I could get that to happen. So did you intentionally wait a week? Is this sort of like when you meet like a partner (laughs) potentially or a date when you meet someone and you're like, oh, I got to wait three days before I text them? Oh, I can't even remember. I think it, I mean, I was 13, so I didn't really know anything. It was just, I guess, I think I had to make a new email that was like a professional email, you know, with my name versus the one I made in elementary school and or- before I could actually email her. <laughs> so you make your new email and you reach out and you say what? So during the talk, she said if anyone wanted to come and visit her. So I basically like kind of invited myself to NASA. So asking if there was a day that I could come and shadow her and like obviously I'd have to skip school. And I like checked with my mom and she was okay with me skipping school to go to NASA. And my mom knew it's like NASA. So there's security and, you know, I'd be safe going there. So, yeah, I basically kind of invited myself. But I was 13. So, you know. Aisha, you set up sort of the experience of a lifetime for Claire for her first visit.
1: I was so excited. I give my cards to adults all the time and they don't even call me. And so to have someone who's 13, knows exactly what they want, is direct about it, and excited to come hang out, I wanted to make this an experience that she would never forget. So I reached out to my friends at the um, wind tunnel, the simulators, the arc jet, and I asked, I have a guest, would you guys mind if we stopped by? They also were excited because as an engineer, there's nothing more fun than showing someone what it is that you do. Because there's this idea that engineering isn't fun when it's so fun. And especially when you can see the world's largest wind tunnel or a simulator that helps develop the next generation materials for reentry. What is there not to like about that? We even have Black Hawk helicopters on the tarmac that are semi-autonomous. I mean, come see me for once, right? So Claire not only gets her mom to let her skip school, gets her mom to trust who basically is a total stranger and just met her daughter once to hang out and drive a 13-year-old for the day, which, you know, I was like, okay, uh, I haven't driven a 13-year-old around in a long time. We're going to see how this goes. And not only did she show up, she, like, showed up and showed out. She came with her NASA binder. She had stickers on the front of it. She had questions. They were perfectly and neatly organized, and she knew exactly what it was that she wanted to talk about.
0: And was it incredibly easy to get the screen lit through NASA, or was there some red tape?
1: (laughs) Well, what's really interesting is because of her age, I didn't even have to submit a visitor's request because it's sort of like, it's really designed for people who are 16 or older to come and visit you. And so she kind of fell underneath the same guidelines you would have as if you brought your child to work for the day. And so I got to bring a child who, you know, was technically not mine, but basically mine for the day, to work and show them around. And because I worked on the facility already and people knew me, it was very easy to say, "Can you just give me a little bit more of your time today, maybe 10 or 15 minutes to walk us through. It was very informal. And that's what I loved because it was authentic. We just had fun. And Claire can tell you all about my philosophy in life, but it is have as much fun as possible, and ask for forgiveness later. Yes. Claire, (laughs) tell us more.
2: Well, so NASA Ames has the largest wind tunnel in the world. The test section is 120 by 180 feet. And so they have a big inlet, which I don't even know how big it is, but you can, like, drive up to it. So Aisha, we were in the car, and she just moved the cones (laughs) And she drove up to it so we could stand like in front of the screen. And you can't really take a picture with the entire screen because you'd be so small. And so I was 13, but I knew that you probably weren't supposed to move the cones if they were <laughs> there for a reason. So she's just like, yeah, we're just going to go and see what this is. And then we also, later that day, we went to, on base, they have an old McDonald's. And they have the tapes, the original tapes from the Lunar Orbiter, from 1966, which then helped choose the landing site for, like, the Apollo 11 mission, and so there's just two old guys in there who, they had a dog and, like, a pirate flag, and they have all these old tapes, and you see, like, the counter, and you just see all these old tapes, and I think that was, like, probably my favorite thing, because, like, you see these two guys, and they're just, like, dealing with, like, these old tapes that have such a big, like, part of history. And I was like 13 years old and Aisha's just like showing me around. She's like, yeah, this is NASA. I was like, wow.
0: Wait, so you're 13. You pull up to a McDonald's and it is not a functioning McDonald's, right? This is just the facade of a McDonald's. And what's going through your head at this point?
2: So I think the public, you know, NASA as space, like with this year was the 50th anniversary of the moon landing and you know about rockets, but I think the biggest thing for me was going to see what everything else NASA has to offer. Because I told myself I was going to be an aerospace engineer, but I don't think I fully comprehended what an aerospace engineer was before meeting Aisha and having a tour and actually meeting other people who are what I want to be. Aisha, how did that
0: shape your understanding of your purpose? Because There's this 13-year-old girl. She has all of this initiative, and she's prepared. She shows up, and you can see that you give her one day of your time, and it solidifies her understanding of her potentially professional career for the rest of her life.
1: It blew my mind. At the end of the day, I remember I was looking at Claire, and I said to myself, I have to do everything in my power to make sure that she can come back and that I support her for the rest of her journey. And that was the first time in my adult life, because at that age, entry-level career, I was really rookie junior at NASA. I didn't really see myself as someone who could have an impact on someone else's life. I was still looking for mentorship from my seniors. So Claire, here she is. It's the end of the day. She's overflowing with excitement and downright glowing. And I remember saying to her, you know what, NASA puts together a fantastic speaker series over the summer. There are hundreds of interns that come in from around the country. I feel like today was a success and we should continue to do this. And so I made it possible for her to come back over the summer to come and attend some of these talks. And I began to reach out to her mother and build trust and understanding that I really want to be part of your daughter's career development. Which, talking about career development for like a 13, 14-year-old might seem a little bit strange, but I recognized really early on that she was going to be
0: exactly what she wanted to be in life. Did you see it as a responsibility in some way where you saw the potential you could have to impact her, where you saw maybe some institutional challenges facing women in STEM fields, certainly in aerospace engineering, and you thought, oh, I I see what I have to do here, or was it not that intentional?
1: In hindsight, I can see all of those things. At the moment, it was clear-cut to me. It was emotionally driven. I saw her passion and her potential, and there was no way that I would not go above and beyond to facilitate any type of opportunity that would inspire and encourage her I'm the non-traditional engineer. And what I mean by that is I was not successful in high school. I was actually truant, And I ended up in community college and accidentally took a math class that culminated in me receiving two degrees in aerospace engineering from Michigan. So a long no. big deal. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things when I look back and I say, how much further in life would I have been if I had someone that took interest in me from a young age who could put themselves out there and make things happen. That could have been a game changer for me. Even even when I was in college, I didn't have that. I really didn't see all that many women engineers. And I definitely didn't see women of color who were in engineering. And I definitely didn't have NASA engineers asking me if I wanted to hang out with them. And so in that moment with Claire at the end of the first day, it was this convergence of all of these things that had happened in my personal life and in my professional life telling me this is what you're going to do. And we are going to make sure that as long as she's interested in this field that I engage my peers, my friends, whoever it is to facilitate whatever she needs to be successful.
0: That's amazing. It feels like a real calling. Claire What was your takeaway from certainly that day, but, you know, you have this incredible day and then you probably realize that Aisha's in your corner. She's inviting you back. She's building this relationship with you in a way that, you know, you did that initial outreach, right? You walked up to her in that room. You followed up. But now you're building something that's greater where you don't have to be asking at every turn. How did that make you feel?
2: I think it was very Being so young, it was very pure and innocent. I didn't go into NASA or meeting Aisha as, oh, maybe this will help me land an internship or maybe she has connections because I I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about what I was going to watch on TV tomorrow or something like that. So I think knowing that there was just someone that I could go to that was doing what I wanted to do was really special because. You learn about all these different career choices and you're told you can be anything. And so say you choose something and then you meet someone who's actually doing that. And so I think the biggest thing for me was in middle school and high school, I never second guessed that I couldn't be an aerospace engineer. It wasn't until I got to college and I met other girls who were in aerospace engineering and in my classes where I kind of like saw that reality that other girls have where they never knew a female aerospace engineer or they didn't have a figure that was even in any like STEM field besides maybe their dad was an engineer or they knew someone or they just like science so their teachers pushed them into something. It wasn't until college where I saw how special it was having like a mentor.
0: What was your reaction when you first started talking to these other women and girls in your classes in college who didn't have an Aisha in their corner and who hadn't had that sort of representation role modeled for them?
2: I think it was, it was definitely a shock. My school has a very strong like women in engineering club. And so I joined that and also just trying to bring other girls with me to join them. I would meet some girls and I'm like, are you in society women engineers? They're like, no. And I'm like, why not? And you are an intern at NASA Ames, where you first met Aisha
0: all those years ago today, right? I had nothing to do with this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so actually, Aisha helped me get my first internship at NASA when I was 16. So it was more like a volunteer program because I was with like college-age students and I was 16. I was like, I've taken algebra and some basic chemistry. And then you have people who know what they're going to do, so... Yeah, I worked in Aisha's old department for a couple weeks, one summer, and I was only 16.
0: Did you have any doubts about bringing in a 16-year-old who maybe wasn't, hadn't taken all the classes the other kids in the program had taken, or were you just positive that she was going to ace it and get something powerful out of it?
1: I wasn't worried about Claire. I was worried about the environment because it was not common. And so to have college students and you're talking undergraduate and graduate students mingling with someone who's 16, I was worried that there may be some social interactions there that might be awkward or uncomfortable. But every time I met Claire, I knew that not only was she bright, she was articulate. I mean, she, was, she knew how to represent herself. So I didn't really worry about her. Engineering as a field, we're not really considered to be the most socially gifted animals in the zoo. So that was really more of where my concern lied. But once she got in there, she excelled. And so, what I loved about this entire setup was I facilitated the internship, but she did not intern with me. She interned with Heather Arneson, who's a PhD that was in my division. And Heather and I had a great conversation before this happened I knew that I wanted to create this opportunity for Claire but I also knew that I needed to step aside and allow someone who was a subject matter expert in the field who could also become a mentor to provide her with objective feedback because at this point in time I'm biased Claire's awesome I want to stay with her every (laughs) single day I needed to let that stand on its own so that it didn't give the appearance that in any way she was given preferential treatment. I created an opportunity, she executed the work, and she was outstanding. She held her own next to those undergraduate students.
0: In listening to this conversation with Aisha and Claire, I'm so impressed by how much they can get done in a single day. And one of the things that I've learned from my own friends and mentors is that it's about the little productivity hacks that cut down on time during your day. Mentor Memos is made possible by our friends at Tresemme, and I wanna spend just a little bit of time admiring how effective their fresh and clean dry shampoo is. Not only is it that perfect balance of lightweight texture that still feels like it's doing the work of refreshing your roots, but it has this incredibly delicious citrusy scent too. And there's none of that awkward residue left over afterward which means you can just go with it. Try shampoo forever. Think about it. The less time you spend starting over from scratch with your hair every day, the more time you can spend crushing your goals. Trust me, your mentor or future mentor is going to be very impressed with your resourcefulness in this one. You can share this tip with your future mentor, and I'm thinking they'll be pretty impressed. To shop your favorite hair care products, just go to tresemme.com. That's T-R-E-S-E. MME.com. dot com. Okay, now back to the show. There is a story that you, I love where you convinced Clara's mom to let her skip another day of school and come <laughs> to a speaker event. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: I cannot resist inviting people to meet NASA astronauts. <laughs> Everyone, listen to me. If you have an astronaut in your community or if there's a talk and there's an astronaut there, go and go listen to them. They are so inspirational. Forget about the fact that these individuals have been into space and, you know, the whole orbiting around the Earth thing at hundreds of miles per hour, which is also really cool. It's the discipline, the motivation. I mean, oftentimes when you talk to these astronauts and you hear about the challenges that they had to overcome before they were accepted, it's mind-blowing. NASA Ames organized a talk by Dr. Bernard Harris, who was the first African American to conduct an EVA, which is a spacewalk. I happen to be on the planning committee for the event, so hey, why not pull a couple strings and bring in my favorite young person to meet Dr. Harris what better way to reinforce what it is that we were striving for, which was complete and total assimilation into aerospace culture. So Dr. Harris shows up, and I'll let Claire give you all the specifics, but I made it a point from when he came to let him know that if there was one thing that I would ask him to do that day, it would be to personally address her.
0: And did he?
2: Oh, he did. So... (laughs) I got to meet with him afterwards but before so he had a talk in the auditorium and there were every like anyone from NASA could come, but I had skipped school, so I was there and so there weren't any students really there. And so I was the only student and he has like he does outreach as well, like he was an astronaut and he wants to get other kids engaged in STEM. And so he had me stand up in the middle of the auditorium and I was like kind of in the front and he had me recite his like motto that he gives to students about something along the lines of like I'm powerful, I can do whatever I want. And he like he made me physically stand up and say it because I was the only student, but I was nervous because I was in a room full of engineers and I was only in high school and I was like talking to all of them basically from my seat. And so it was really amazing to, like to meet an astronaut and someone who's been in space and you're at NASA and you're only in high school. And so I really enjoyed getting to meet him. And I don't even shaking hands or taking a picture with someone who's been into space, because that blows my mind that you can even like have rockets in space and you can go to the moon.
0: That's amazing. I mean, you've had so many powerful experiences from looking at those moon landing tapes inside of that fake McDonald's to meeting a real life astronaut that probably have shaped you in ways that you don't even know about yet but if you can sort of look back at that like sliding doors alternate reality of where you think your career or your trajectory would be if you hadn't met Aisha how do you think things would be different
2: I've definitely thought about that I think that I would since I'm so persistent I would become an aerospace engineer but I don't think I would have the opportunities that I've had now I don't think I'd be at interning at NASA now or I don't think I ever would have met an astronaut like I would have gone to college and I would have done that. I might have not seeked out those engineering clubs or made those connections with even girls my age because I would know that I would be able to do something. But it's a lot easier to do something when you know that there's been someone before you who's done it.
0: That's such a powerful thing, Aisha. And it feels pretty rooted in The work that you do today with STEM board, you're obviously doing for profit work with government contracting and you're, you know, using your professional training to do professional work. But at the same time, you're making change. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about how that works and why you do that work.
1: I was really motivated by all the people who have put themselves on the line for me when they didn't have to. And there are many instances, uh, including um, when I wanted to come and work for NASA, I never, ever thought that they would pick me. Never in a million years. Once I finally made it into aerospace engineering school, there was a director of engineering at the center who would come to visit the students. And he gave a presentation that was designed to recruit interns for the summer. I, at the time, was a secretary of the Aerospace Student Association, and so I was involved in the planning and the execution of the event. Almost every single person in that auditorium put forth their resume, regardless of their GPA, regardless of what they had done in college. They put themselves in for that opportunity, except for me. And I can remember after the talk, he approached me and he said, there's one name that's missing from this list. And I looked at him like, who? Who? I don't know who you're talking about. It didn't even occur to me that he was talking about me. And he said to me, Aisha, I think that you have underestimated what it is that you have to offer in life, and I really want you to send me your resume so that we can consider your application. And from that point on, he ended up becoming a mentor for me, eventually getting me to get out there and see the center and supported me during my internship. And when I say supported, he made time, office hours. I remember him checking in the first week, so what do you think, who do you like, where do you wanna go? And doing a lot of the same things that I aspired to do for Claire now and in the future. And I remember sitting there saying to myself, why? What is motivating this person to go out on a limb every single time and help me, this kid from Michigan? why? And looking back on it, it really changed my life. And so it's very important to me to be able to be that person for someone else, to do things because they're the right thing to do and to do them because they, in some way, will lead to Claire inspiring someone else. Because the idea that at 13, she could approach a total and complete stranger hang out with them, solidify what she wants to do in life, return, get another NASA internship, and then actively seek out the opportunity to bring other women in her school into society and events and support their growth demonstrates to me that it was the right thing to do. I have
0: a question for both of you, because I think that we now, like, we see that circle paint for it, right? But how do you think about role modeling? And you've talked a little bit about this already, Aisha, but just in terms of how you think about why you do it, certainly, but how you want to show up for anyone who's watching, like, how do you think about that?
1: My interactions with Claire have taught me a lot about myself, because at the time when I made the choice to support her, I did not see myself as a role model it's even strange to see myself as a adult like today so in the moment I recognized that she had potential but I also started to think about what impact could I have on others lives if I deliberately made an effort to engage so Over the years, the more that I interacted with her, the more that I extended myself to other people, and the more that I watched them develop and give back. And it really seeded the desire within me to ensure that I had a company that incorporated that as a part of its culture. Because for engineering and many other disciplines, Women and young children define whether or not that's something that they want to pursue very early on. Elementary or middle school, I mean, I would go out to middle schoolers and ask them, draw an engineer for me, and almost always they would draw someone who did not look like them. And it shocked me how often they would internalize stereotypes about careers. And I wanted to combat that. Here I am, a non-traditional person, standing in front of you. I've got a full face of makeup on, and I want to tell you that this is something that's perfectly attainable. Aerospace engineers and rocket scientists and all of that you can have, and people that are out there are willing to support you. So when I left NASA, after about six years, and we started the company, people thought I was crazy to wanna build a company from the beginning. I'll never forget this, because it was so foreign. They're like, well, either you can be a nonprofit with a social mission, or you can be a for-profit and invest in nonprofits. And I said, no, I wanna do it my own way. I want to have a company that has a social benefit baked in from the beginning. So every year we would take a portion of the revenue And we would invest it into developing our STEM content and programs. And I am consistently amazed by how many students have come back and said, I'm studying aerospace engineering at Georgia Tech. Or I'm studying mechanical engineering at Purdue. Or I'm doing this or that because I saw you. Just seeing someone can make a difference. And that's really what I want to impart upon everybody who can hear our voices, is never underestimate the power of one interaction
0: with someone. You never know who it is that you'll inspire. That gave me chills. Claire, how do you think about it? I I know that you don't necessarily traditionally consider yourself a mentor even though we're talking about how we see you peer mentoring right now everywhere inspiring other girls and women to do what you're doing but how do you think about the idea of being a role model
2: well right now I'm 20 so I don't know if I can really comprehend how to be a role model to other girls but I definitely know like the benefits of having a role model so I definitely want to be a role model and I think just how you choose what you want to be when you're older. Like, role model is definitely, like, on that list for me and the things I want to do because I think it would be really cool just to have someone else, like, aspire to be someone like me eventually the way I've had Aisha in my life. So aside from her humility, Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) another thing that I love about Claire, and I feel like she is exactly where I was at that age When I met Claire, I believe I was 25 years old, and I did not see myself as a mentor or a role model. Even today, I still struggle with saying I'm a role model. It just, it feels funny to to say that, even though I know that there are people that see me as such in life. And that's another thing. You don't have to feel like a role model to be one. Just... Do it, right? Just do it and eventually, maybe 10 or 15 years later, you'll actually feel like one.
0: Now that you've gotten to know Claire and Aisha and their amazing relationship a little bit more, here are a few questions that they had for each other. Claire,
1: it has been an absolute incredible journey from
2: 13 to now. What has been your favorite part? I think having a list. I love making lists and being organized. So I think having a list of things like in my mind that I know that I want to do, and then being able to like cross it off and be like, I did that. Because right now I'm at the point in my life where I need to add more things to the list because I've, I'm in college now and I've kind of done what I wanted to do so far. So adding more things to that list and definitely like interning at NASA was on that and Getting to see Aisha, like I've listened to podcasts and I've watched Aisha on YouTube. One day at my school, I was in, there was a magazine and she was on the cover of the magazine, the Diversity in Action magazine. And I picked one up and I went to the engineering counselor because I needed to get a class. And I walk by and she's like on the table and I do like a double take. I was like, wait, is that Aisha? And then my roommate comes to me the following day because she had to go to engineering counseling and she was like, was that like the lady who mentors you? I was like, yeah, that's her. I've definitely seen myself grow up and become like who I want to be, but definitely then also seen like Aisha and I guess, I don't know, seeing her kill it. (laughs) I think one question that I have for you is what does a good mentee kind of bring to the table? Because you've been mentored and now you like are seen as a mentor. So what can like a mentee bring to the table? their authentic selves. One thing that is absolutely a
1: requirement is to put into the relationship what you expect to get out of it. It was really easy for me to work with you because you showed up, you made a list, you're prepared, you were attentive, you followed up. You never allow the ball to drop. And if I didn't reach out to you in a time frame that you thought was appropriate, you reached out to me. And I think that's really important in any relationship to ensure that you are willing to give as much as you expect the other person to give
2: back to you. So as a college student, I guess... Another question would be, what can other girls my age or high schoolers who don't have a mentor who I'm in the the classrooms with, what can they do to get a mentor and have someone in their life that they see as a role model? Absolutely. Everybody has a phone in their pocket. Today, we're more
1: connected than ever, and what I love is that you can go on Instagram and follow women who are in your field every single day for inspiration. But don't just stop there. Reach out. Look at these women as future mentors. And have the self-confidence to engage them and say, hey, I'm studying this. I would love to learn more about you. And maybe even can I, if it's convenient for you, come in and, and talk to you. I respond very positively to all those things because I know what it's like to be on the other side of that message. And I think that far too often, we don't reach out and engage when we're at that point in time of our life because self-confidence, fear, doubt is lacking. So Claire, do you ever feel like you are an imposter?
2: I definitely do at times in the classroom, I guess, because I've been in classrooms where there's only been a couple girls. And so sometimes the girls try to like stick together or it doesn't happen and you're in a group with five guys. And so I definitely have second guessed myself of like, am I doing like, should I be an aerospace engineer? Sometimes like, I know Aisha's one, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I could do something else, something maybe easier or something that doesn't take a lot of work or, you know, I was like, I could I don't know do something other than math for hours. So I definitely feel at times I have to like stand up for myself and tell sometimes the guys in my groups like hey my ideas are important too or there's other girls in this classroom and maybe I'll stand up for myself but they're not going to stand up so you have to like watch what you're saying and be like create a encouraging environment for everyone.
1: So how did you build that skill? I think oftentimes there's this idea that we're just confident and we're unflappable. And the reality is that from a young age, you may have to invest time into building confidence and esteem. How
2: did you build that for yourself? I think having other people who say, hey, you're confident, then I'm like, okay, I can do this. I got this. I'm confident. So, you know, from my personal
1: story, I actually did not have the benefit of having the amazing parents and support system that you had. Do you have recommendation for other girls who are young and that are your age as to things that they might be able to do to build that if they don't have that support system?
2: I think definitely at even in high school level, there are clubs to join. And so sometimes you have speakers come in. And just how like I asked Aisha and I got her card. You get those cards from those people, and then you can have like a whole like stack. And maybe they were in a computer engineer, but you're more interested in chemical engineering. But you meet someone who has that background, or maybe they do they do something else, but they work at a company that you might want to work at. And so I think clubs are a really good way, especially high school level and college level, to meet. Then also other girls or other peers that are doing what you want to do and are passionate about what you're passionate about.
0: That's so cool. The two of you really are, it it gives me chills just to think about sort of the impact that you've had on each other and the sort of long-lasting ripple effect that you're going to have on other women, on other people of color, on other groups that are just not represented in these fields in the way that I think we all want them to be. And it's so powerful. I think to close I would love to understand, just from the two of you, how has your understanding of the value and purpose of mentorship changed over the course of your relationships?
1: I think that I finally got to a point where I not only saw myself as a mentor, but I saw myself as someone who could motivate others to be mentors. I also changed how I thought about being reverse mentored, because in many ways, Claire was mentoring me, whether or not she recognized it, and whether or not I recognized it as well, because she forced me to be accountable to her. It also better helped me develop what I was looking for in those sorts of relationships so that I could be better when I encountered people in the future that I thought that I might want to mentor. So she kind of became my criteria in many ways for mentorship, but she also solidified what I feel is part of my sole purpose, right? Like the thing that I'm put on earth to do, which is exactly this. It is to be someone who can be a conduit for others' success, especially when it relates to the STEM fields and aerospace engineering. So if there's anyone else who's out there, call me.
0: Amazing, (laughs) I think you're gonna get an influx of calls. (laughs) Claire, how has your sort of relationship or understanding of mentorship changed over the course of your relationship with Aisha?
2: I think at first I didn't even know what a mentor was. Or I think at a young age, you I never had an idea of having a mentor. Like you see people on TV or you watch like Top Gun and you're like, yeah, I want to do what they do. And then having someone in my life who has poured so much into me, I've definitely realized how beneficial it is to have someone who you can just send a quick text to or email and be like, hey, can you look at my resume? Or do you have any advice on this? Or this class is really hard and I just need support because it's hard at times. So I think over the course of these past six years, I've definitely seen how much mentorship is needed in my life and also in the lives of other people around me. That's amazing. Claire, Aisha,
0: thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about you, but this conversation with Aisha and Claire has filled me with so much hope for the future. You already know this whole podcast is brought to you by the Girlboss Radio Network in partnership with our wonderful friends at Tresemme. Like us, Tresemme believes in the power of women connecting with and supporting one another on whatever incredible journey and paths you want life to take you on. I hope that you're learning from these conversations how you can build a powerful mentor-mentee relationship that works for you. If you like what we're doing on the podcast, please share the show with your friends and with all of the other ambitious women you know out there. And of course, be sure to rate the podcast and leave us a review. It really helps new listeners discover us. Thanks again for joining us. Talk soon.